thank you e for the beautiful worship and the marvelous time that we spent um, in prayer and worship and thank you all for joining this evening and everyone who's listening um, to this message across the world the message will be shared across uh, globally on podcast so whoever is listening we pray that god will bless each one of us and uh, we pray that the seed of god's word would be sowed in our hearts and we pray that god would make our hearts fertile to receive the seed and the seed to germinate and produce much fruit thank you lord okay so let's begin today's uh, message with this particular uh, verse let's turn our bibles to matthew yes matthew chapter 20 verse 26 onwards 26 jesus is giving uh the code of conduct how we as christians or as the church should behave should treat one another right so this these are the words of the lord himself verse 25 onwards jesus called them together and said you know that the rulers of the gentiles lorded over them and their high officials exercise authority over them not so with you instead whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant and whoever wants to be first must be your slave just as the son of man did not come to be served but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many thank you thank you lord for this beautiful verse that you have given us gives us instruction insight on how we are supposed to live as christians how we are supposed to treat one another as christians right right today's the uh, message we will be talking we will be discussing rather on the book of philemon right and i believe the book of philemon has got its roots or based on this particular instruction of jesus christ how how he instructed us to be as christians as members of the bodies of christ as uh, as a church how to treat one another right so jesus is saying that you know on the outside world the gentiles right so i said that uh, if you remember in one of my messages there are three groups of people after the atonement of jesus that is the jews the gentiles and the church right so the jew the, the jews and the gentiles um uh, they are a separate group from the church right so the gentiles are the people who do not know the lord right the hindus the muslims the atheists and whoever right so jesus is saying among the gentiles you see uh, this order social order right where in any company you go there is the ceo who exercises authority over uh, the vice president the vice president exercises authority over the managers and the managers exercise authority over the team leaders and the team leaders exercise authority over the uh, the agents or the workers right so this is a order a social order generally you will notice among the gentiles right the minister uh, uh or the president exercises authority over his ministers and the ministers exercise authority over the officials and the officials have lower officials underneath them and then they exercise authority over the regular citizens right so jesus said this is not how it shall be in the church right if you call yourselves uh as my disciples or if you call me lord in other words he he says that if you submit yourself to my authority this is not how it shall be among you he says that the first shall be last if you really want to be above anyone you have to serve one another right this this is the instruction jesus gave to the church right so apostle paul i believe was the chosen the 12th disciple i mean uh, uh, the the after uh, judas 
betrayed Jesus, uh, the, the position of the 12th apostle was vacant and the disciples cast lots among themselves and chose Matthias, I think, uh, as the 12th disciple to be the replacement uh, for Judas. But uh, I believe Apostle Paul was chosen by Jesus Christ himself, right? All the 12 disciples, including Judas, was chosen by Jesus himself and he knew everyone personally. Right, but Matthias, I don't think Jesus chose him. It was uh, chosen by the disciples by means of uh, casting of lots. Uh, but the Lord chose Apostle and uh, Apostle Paul, who is the Apostle of the Gentiles. Right. So Apostle Paul was uh, was Saul once upon a time. I mean, he was a great persecutor of uh, uh, the Christians, the church. So Apostle Paul was chosen by the Lord Jesus Himself. Okay, and uh, Apostle Paul was the, was the uh, apostle to the Gentiles, like uh, Peter, James, and all were the apostles to the Jews, right? They took the gospel to the Jews, but Apostle Paul single-handedly took the gospel to the entire Gentile nations, right? Single-handedly, and then, yeah, uh, he sent uh, uh, Thomas also, and then uh, there was uh, Timothy and all these other disciples, of course, of uh, Apostle Paul. But primarily, Apostle Paul was called the, uh, the apostle to the Gentiles, right? And then... He received several revelations later on, which the other disciples did not, right? And, uh, you know, some of the, like, the revelations on rapture and things like that. Of course, Jesus uh, uh, mentioned the rapture indirectly, right? I mean, I go uh, to heaven to prepare a place for you. And for in my father's house, there are many mansions. I go there to prepare a place for you. What did he mean by that? That was a rapture, exactly. But then, uh, very clearly, Jesus, through his Holy Spirit, revealed a lot of things to Apostle Paul, which Apostle Paul revealed to the church. I mean, these were specific revelations and instructions to the church, which the Lord Jesus gave to Apostle Paul. And Apostle Paul was ministering to the Gentiles, right, to the churches. He established several churches, right, in Ephesians, Colossae, uh, in Corinth, Thessalon Thessalonica, right. And he knew uh, that, you know, the church would grow, grow and then, uh, you know, the churches needed some kind of instruction on how uh, to lead a Christian life, right? And through the revelation of Jesus Christ, through the revelation of the Holy Spirit, Apostle Paul wrote several instructions, letters to the churches, right? And that's why uh, we say that, you know, uh, the books of Romans, right? From the book of Romans to the book of Philemon, these are the instructions specifically for the church, not for the Jews, not for anyone, right? You know, if you listen to any of my message or any message, any dispensationalist preaches, right? So this, this is the church age, right? And these instructions are given specifically to the church, right? For example, if you see uh, the Old Testament laws, right? They are there for our benefit, but they are not for us. It's not for the church. So we don't have to live by it, but they are there. They are very much there. They are the foundation for the new covenant, right? So <clears throat> we don't live by that. But for us, these are the instructions from the books uh, from Romans to Philemon. All right. These are the instructions to the church, how we are supposed to behave with one another, how we are supposed to handle authority, how we are supposed to uh, lead our lives. Um, yeah. So the, the clear cut instructions to the church is given from the book of Romans to Philemon. Right. And Philemon, there is a reason why the book of Philemon is in the Bible. It's an extremely very, very important, explosive book. Apostle uh, Paul, he did not write to specifically to one of the churches, but he wrote it to uh, a guy named Philemon. Right. It was a letter. And there is a very good reason uh, the Lord made that letter to be a part of the Bible because I believe that, you know, it, it specifically uh, builds upon, you know, the verse which we just studied or read, you know, where Jesus gives the code of conduct, how we are supposed to behave with one another in the church, 
right? In the church, when we come to the church on Sundays or when we congregate like this, right? One of us might be a police officer or one of us might be a minister or one of us might be uh, a president <laughs> or one of us might be a senior manager of a company or one of us might be just uh, managing a very, very small job. Secular, uh, in a secular world, it would probably be a very insignificant job. But when we come in front of the cross, we're all on level ground, right? And how we are supposed to behave with one another. There is no more Jew, Gentile, president. There's no more minister. There's no more uh, slave. There's no more master. There's no doctor. There's no patient. We are all sinners who need forgiveness. And we are all coming in front of the authority of the cross where we beg forgiveness for our sins because we are all sinners, right? And that is exactly what is emphasized by uh, the book of Philemon, right? The book of... Uh, Romans clearly says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Right? It's very clear here, says, For the wages of sin is death. How many of us die? All of us die, whether we are Jews, whether we are Gentiles, or whether we are Christians, or whether we are part of the church. That's what I mean. We are all going to die. That is proof that we are all sinners. Okay? Because the Bible says, For the wages of sin is death, and death passed upon all men for all our sinners. The book of Romans is very clear on that. Right? And... King David, through the Holy Spirit, in one of the Psalms, he said that I was conceived in sin. I was born out of my mother's womb in sin. King David, he said that. So there is no one, not one person who is born righteous. Okay. What distinguishes the Bible from any other book is it gives a very, very clear definition of what the sin is. What is this concept of sin? Sin is not an act that we commit against God. Yes, it counts it as sin. It's just a consequence of sin. But not sin itself, right? So sin itself is a fallen condition that we are all born in. We are all born in a condition. It's a diseased condition. Sorry to use that word, but then it's it's a very close definition. It's a condition we are all born in, okay? And the consequences of this condition is the uh, unlawful acts that we commit every day against God and against one another. So God said, love me and love one another, right? So these are the two greatest commandments. And we live our lives every day contrary to this commandment of not loving God and not loving others, behaving hatefully towards others and grieving the Holy Spirit, right? So this, this is proof that we are all sinners and we need forgiveness. Uh, when we come in front of the cross, we are all on level ground. We are all sinners and in front of the cross, we are all, uh, you know, just people who need forgiveness, right? Whether we are part of the church, whether we are Gentiles, whether we are Jews, really doesn't matter. Male, female really doesn't matter. In front of the cross, we are all on level ground. That's the point the book of Philemon is trying to make, right? So I'll give you a backdrop, a backstory behind the book of Philemon, right? Philemon was a wealthy Roman citizen, okay? So an Apostle Paul was ministering to the church of uh, Ephesus, I think. At that time, uh, Philemon met Paul. He listened probably to his sermons and then... He was convicted by the Holy Spirit and became a Christian. He accepted Jesus Christ. They believed that he was a sinner and he accepted Jesus Christ. And, you know, he got saved, right? And then later on, uh, Philemon was coming from, uh, I think he belonged to Colossae, right? He was, in, he was a Roman citizen in Colossae, right? Later on, one of uh, Apostle Paul's disciples, I think Epaphras, started a church in Colossae, right? Philemon was a very active member of the church. He was one of the elders or the leaders in the church of Colossae. Right, so Apostle Paul knew Philemon very well, just the way I probably know Sayyid, Brother Sayyid or Lokesh, you know, because Apostle Paul was preaching, wrote letters to the book of 
to the church of Colossians, right? And then he knew Philemon very well, right? So those days, the culture was, um, you know, of, um, you know, Romans owned a lot of slaves, right? So people who owned slaves, um, uh, you know, they did not treat them very respectfully. Of course, they were slaves, right? You know, they were made to do menial jobs and things like that. So Philemon had a slave called Onesimus, right? And Onesimus, okay, he did something illegal. Probably he stole some money or uh, cattle. I don't know what, but then he did something wrong and then he ran away from Philemon, okay? And he was a fugitive. He was wanted by the government for uh, betraying uh, his master, running away for uh, for causing injury and running away to to Philemon so he was a wanted man right and the the roman soldiers were on the lookout for for onesimus and onesimus had only two options to live uh, in the dark alleys right uh, eat scavenged food or uh, you know live like a anonymous man or turn himself in right so these were the only two options and if he turned himself in then uh, philemon had the legal right to prosecute him and then put him to death probably or if he forgave him and then took him back, then the letter F for fugitive would be branded into his forehead, okay, searing him forever. Okay, so whoever sees Onesimus, they will see the letter F on their forehead. Okay, that means he was a fugitive, a criminal <laughs> who ran away, right? And then that, that not just sears your flesh, but also it sears your life, scarring you permanently for the rest of your life. So that, that was a kind of a precarious situation Onesimus was in, right? So he was contemplating on, you know, should I turn myself in or should I live my life like this, a fugitive all my life, right? So what happens? Uh, Onesimus probably decides to turn himself in because it, will be, it was very difficult to scavenge for food, uh, you know, hide from the soldiers. You know, if some people sees him, they might report saying that, hey, I found the slave here. Probably his, um, you know, picture in the sense of drawing, whatever, was all around saying this is a man looking like this is wanted. His name was Onesimus and things like that. So he was constantly hiding from people, scavenging for food, you know, eating the, the, the rotting food and things like that. Life was difficult. So probably he decided to turn himself in to the authorities or go back to uh, Philemon. But before that, I think he approached Apostle Paul, knowing that, you know, Apostle Paul, uh, you know, was a mentor, a Christian mentor for Philemon. And he meets Apostle Paul in the prison. So at that time, Apostle Paul was in chains, right? for the sake of the gospel again, right? So Apostle Paul most of the time wrote many of his letters from prison. Okay, he was arrested for preaching the gospel, of course. And then there uh, he meets the slave Onesimus and then he preaches the gospel to him, right? So that's that's the primary uh, job of an apostle. That is what Paul was doing. That was uh, what he's lived for, right? So he preached the gospel to Onesimus and then the Holy Spirit touches him. Onesimus gives his life to Christ. So now Onesimus, is uh, a Christian. Onesimus is now a born again believer. Okay, he gives his life to Christ. He's probably baptized there by Paul. Uh, and uh, right, and then Onesimus explains the situation to Paul. Right, and then now Paul is in a very difficult situation. So now, how does Paul handle the situation? So now he has Onesimus, who's also a saved believer in Christ, and he has got Philemon also, who is. Uh, a believer in Christ, right? But then there are, there are irrevocable differences between Philemon and Onesimus, which Paul as has to handle, right? As a 
pastor or as a mentor, how, how is he supposed to handle this? So he turns to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit gives him guidance on how to handle the situation. And that's the entire book of Philemon is all about. He writes, he decides to write a letter to Philemon, right? And in this letter, uh, he urges Philemon, he reminds Philemon of, uh, he uses a, a particular word called partnership, right? In the book, uh, in the Greek, Greek it is called koinonia, right? It's one of my favorite books, uh, favorite words, right? So koinonia is partnership, right? He invokes this word partnership twice in the letter, right? If you listen to one of my previous messages, right? God, all, God wants us to be partners with him. So we are not uh, just, uh, you know, servants of God, but he calls us friends and he calls us partners, right? So I think in the uh, message of covenants, right? I've emphasized this point very clearly that God wants us to be partners with him so that in the coming kingdom, we will rule with him, right? So that's the point. The point is partnering with God. So Apostle Paul is reminding about this partnership with him, uh, about the good things uh, which Apostle Paul is uh, sharing with Philemon, right? As a fellow Christian, the fruits of being forgiven, the fruits of being part of the body of Jesus Christ, the grace which they uh, equally share under the cross, right? He reminds that, right? And in, in, in the uh, uh, verses, I think, uh, if you read the book of Philemon, right? Verses four to seven, right? He reminds him of the good things that they share uh, by the grace of Jesus Christ, right? Uh, and then afterwards, he invokes this word partnership again, right? So, if you go back to verse 17, you see there he says, if then you count me as a partner, there you see, partner to what, right? Partner in the good things that they share through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, through the grace of forgiveness, right? Under the cross, if you count me a partner, receive him as you would me. But if he has wronged you or owes you anything, put that on my account, right? So, there, there, we, there we see uh, Apostle Paul, right, asking Philemon to accept him as a brother, not as a slave. He's, he's saying, he says that I'm going to, I have Onesimus here who's very dear to me, as much as you are dear to me. That's, that's the message he's telling Philemon, right? And then uh, look what Apostle Paul is telling Philemon in verse, a few verses above, right, in the verse 8. Therefore, though I might be very bold in Christ to command you, what is fitting, command you to do what is fitting, yet for love's sake, I appeal to you, right? So this is a message that he is giving Philemon and therefore um, a message for all of us, right? You can imagine Jesus Christ talking through Paul, through the Holy Spirit, right? He's commanding Philemon to do the right thing, okay? So now Onesimus is your brother because he is a born-again believer in Christ. You don't treat him as a slave anymore. You receive him as you would receive me, is what Apostle Paul is saying. Now, that's a very, very uh, radical thought, you know, for those times. I remember when I used to, as a kid, you know, I, I belong to a Kurgi family, right, you know. So, in India, we have, for the benefit of uh, other people, whoever is listening, right, in India, we have this caste system, right. So, it's called as Varna, V-A-R-N-A. There are several, four Varnas, according to the Hindu uh, caste system, right. And there are several Jatis. Jatis are, you know, different kinds of subcastes. Right? There are thousands of jatis, right? And varnas, there are four primarily, right? The Brahmins, the Kshatriyas, the Shudras, and the Vaishyas. These are the four varnas, right? This, uh, the classification of people into these four groups are based on, uh, you know, 
the kind of birth into the family that they you know take right if you're born in a brahmin family by virtue of that birth right you're a brahmin and a brahmin is supposed to only study and uh, vedic uh, literature perform the pujas and you know uh, do the sacred things uh, offer sacrifices probably i don't know not sacrifices but then uh, things like that you know their duties as priests in the temple or the hindu temple right and then the kshatriyas were the second next to next to brahmins in terms of uh, position in the society right these guys were the warriors they served the kings they went into battles right they fought they uh, guarded the cities these are the warriors and then the shudras uh, were the workers workers like carpenters and you know people who did the daily uh, works right these guys were not entitled to education like the brahmins or the kshatriyas probably into that they were not accepted into that class of the society and then the fourth group was the lowest of the low these guys were the 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 people who did the menial jobs the lowest you know they they washed toilets probably they cleaned uh, sewages they washed vessels they were slaves probably right to the kings to the kshatriyas they served people uh, in their homes right so these guys were the lowest of the low right when i was young right you know uh, i used to go to uh, you know court to spend my vacation there right so there we we saw uh, certain groups of people who were not being treated in a very respectable way right so these were the different uh, people like the yaravas and the oliyas i think uh, these were different jatis right oh, but all of them belong to that lowest order right where they did all this menial jobs in the coffee plantations and things like that and these guys were not allowed inside the houses you know if they had to take their wages the salaries they had to stand outside the house and take it and then leave or if the masters used to give them food you know they had to sit on the steps of the house and then eat the food right they were not allowed inside the house so this is something i witnessed right among the hindu society the culture it happens even today it happens everywhere right so what's the solution for this what is the solution now the bible offers one solution and the solution is to accept that we are all sinners which is a fact it's not just a solution it is a fact that we are all sinners right jesus said you know everyone are sinners and no one whether you are a shudra whether you are a brahmin you need forgiveness and you cannot enter heaven god will treat you like how you treated this lower caste man you know he will not allow you into heaven unless your sins are forgiven it's not discriminatory but it's a cleansing thing right and and according to the bible uh, there is no remission for sins except through blood and a holy blood right and that holy blood is that of jesus christ who was born without sin who was born of a virgin he was only one who was born of a virgin and who was qualified to cleanse everyone's sins right and give atonement right so if you if you're not washed by his blood if you're not forgiven by jesus christ's blood offering right the atonement you will not be allowed in heaven this is what the bible says so that's the solution right there all of us are sinners and in need of forgiveness in front of the cross whether you're a brahmin you're a doctor you're a president you're doing a small job it really doesn't matter in front of the cross we all need forgiveness we all are sinners we are all on level ground we just beg for forgiveness and once we are forgiven we are no more slaves we are no more masters we are no more presidents in the church in front of the cross we are all one we are not even male female there is no differentiation right this is reiterated in the book of galatians right chapter uh 3 galatians chapter 3 verse 28 there is neither jew nor gentile neither slave nor free nor is there male and female for you are all one in christ jesus if you belong to christ then you are abraham's seed and therefore heirs according to the promise look at that this is the 
same thing being reiterated in the book of Philemon and this is exactly what Jesus said if you call myself call me lord if you call yourself disciples of me or if you, if you submit yourself to my authority then there is no more slave there is no more greek there is no more master there is no more male there is no more female you're all one and there is only one authority and that authority is the cross which can forgive you of all your sins and then you are a new creation so once you're a new creation this is what it is you're no more muslim you're no more hindu you're no more atheist like me i was an atheist i never believed in all this cultures i never believed in this caste system worshiping of stones worshiping of sticks i never believed it okay and i took pride in being an atheist right because i thought myself a logical a reasonable man right but then later on i found out i was also a sinner and then i needed forgiveness and i submitted myself to the authority of the cross and i was uh, washed by the blood of jesus and i became a new man and now i know all these things and i can preach all these things because i have experienced all these things right so this is what apostle paul is telling and this is the only book where apostle paul is not mentioned about the death and resurrection of christ even once and it is not oversight okay he's doing it purposely okay because why i'll tell you right because he knew philemon very well right and he has preached the message of forgiveness and he has every week probably every sunday or philemon has heard it but now it is the time to enact it now is the time to put it into action right here is philemon and here is onesimus a master and a slave who hate each other who are uh, who, where reconciliation is needed and what is the reconciling factor it is the cross and the cross says philemon you are a sinner onesimus you are a sinner both of you now are forgiven and now under the blood of jesus under the cross authority of the cross you are no more master you are no more slave right so the bible is the first book which condemned slavery and then abolished spoke um, in favor of favor of abolishing slavery but still up to 1800 years later also slavery was being practiced and it took the full moral force of christianity to abolish slavery from the face of the earth today president abraham lincoln was a christian right so that's the message of the book of philemon and that is the reason philemon is there so how we we are christians we as christians we are supposed to uh use the book of philemon right we see the situation every day if i i see the book of philemon as a great tool fantastic tool to apply on um, situations like estranged friends two friends hating each other maybe they are christians right father and son parents and children estranged right we or we can apply it on myself uh, ourselves right i applied on myself many times when i you know find myself in situations difficult and uh, in situations like this the book of philemon is a great tool to reconcile people right how apostle paul used christian diplomacy to reconcile people one was a master and one was a slave and it was not easy for philemon to accept this man onesimus who was a slave to accept him like a brother right but apostle paul says if you are a christian if you consider me a partner whatever wrong doing onesimus has done you charge it to me that is what he says if he owes you some money charge it to me you know even uh, prisoners work in the prison and earn some wages some money right paul is saying i will pay that for you but if you really believe in jesus christ if you believe you are a christian if you believe i am your partner then i want you to accept him not as a slave not as a forgiven man but as a brother equal status all right and then apostle paul concludes the message concludes the letter saying that you know as soon as i am released from prison i will come to visit you guys okay and when i come prepare a room for me keep ready a room for me so that i can come and stay with you all 
all right so apostle paul concludes the letter by uh, you know urging philemon to accept onesimus as a brother not as a slave anymore all right and that is how it will always be at the end whoever is washed by the blood of jesus christ our petty differences of caste communism uh, communal thoughts uh, you know rich poor i am a high ranking official you're not all this will be washed away by the blood of jesus and then we'll all stand in front of him equal right and then we will partner with him once and we will all be rulers with him in the coming kingdom where jesus is going to set up his kingdom in the present day jerusalem present day israel and we will come with him and we will all rule with him this is the gift that's what the book of galatians was talking about we are all partners we are all seeds of abraham we are all co-heirs heirs in the coming kingdom right so i hope this message will um empower us to practice this in our day-to-day -day life every day right and help us to reconcile people once again whoever is you know uh, estranged or whoever is you know in a difficult situation i encourage you to use the book of Philemon as a tool of christian diplomacy to reconcile people back to the lord right so let's pray and close uh, this evening and uh, after that let's uh, um oh, you know pray for one another if there are any prayer requests and close this uh, meeting thank you lord for this beautiful time that you have given us to study from your word understand your word and then apply it help us to apply it on our day to day lives help us to grow as christians not just understand but also apply it into our day to day lives thank you very much in jesus name we pray and then close this prayer meeting